In this series of the RecX podcast, we bring real-life stories from the technology and business community in Birmingham of both challenges and successes from the last couple of months during lockdown. The objective of this podcast is to get these stories and lessons shared throughout our community so it doesn't feel like a struggle and that other businesses and employees are going through similar experiences and times. Our key talking points touch on checking in on your employees' mindsets and well-being, how businesses have had to adapt, what scenario planning have businesses been planning on and what does the future hold as we look to phase out of lockdown. What is more obvious than anything right now is that collaboration and togetherness is far more important than trying to go it alone. If you have anything to say or would like to be involved in the podcast, then please drop me a line and get in touch via LinkedIn or Twitter. For now, we hope you enjoy the new series. In this episode of RecX, I speak with Armadeep Gill, a partner at Trowers and Hamlins. Um, what can I say? Sometimes you meet someone who not only commits to their work in an industry, but commits to helping and supporting people whenever they need someone. Um, Armadeep always tries to make himself available and has a desire to help people. And this was summed up by this quote. We all have a choice on how we show up and conduct ourselves. It's important to support others on their journey for no other reason than I have the capability and desire to do so. We talk about a transition from fully working dad to full-time mum and dad, teacher and lawyer. And on a final note, Armadeep is one of the most humble, generous and kind-hearted individuals I have met during my time since starting CX Squared. And this was evident in this interview. Tune in, it's worth it. So, let's go. Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of RecX. Um, I've got the privilege of speaking to Armadeep Gill. So Armadeep, welcome. Um, I don't know if you want to start with a with an intro. Thanks, Dan. It's a pleasure to be here with you um, and, and my privilege as well. Thank you very much for having me. Um, a little bit about me. I'm a, a partner at a, an international law firm called Trams and Hamlins, and I help um, businesses, individuals, and government on a whole range of transactions that they're doing. Yeah, and you're well known in Birmingham, and um, I, and that's how we obviously met through uh, through some of the, the social engagement that, uh, and the traction and posts that I kept seeing your name pop up on um so what what's your back what's your backstory how did you how did you find yourself to where you are where you are now um so i am uh the the seventh child of um immigrants who moved to the uk um and i i, I was the youngest and uh the only boy so i was a, um had a very different experience to to, to most upbringings in lots of big sisters um, but we were very working class background. My dad worked in a steel factory. My mum didn't work. Um, but there was a real emphasis on education. There was a real emphasis on kind of experiencing the world as well, notwithstanding the fact that um, we, we had uh, a very humble upbringing. And I was fortunate enough to get into university. I always had an aspiration of being a lawyer. Um, and when people ask me about that, I, I'm, I'm, you know, where did that come from? And it, it came from watching a, a television and being inspired by, you know, some of the scenes about, um, you know, in courts, et cetera, but also the desire to, to, to help people in, um, in a difficult situation. Um, and that kind of, uh, 
the the ability to support people through um you know life traumas etc was something that i really wanted to do and i was fortunate as i say to get into university and be able to to do my law degree and then went on to to um, law school and, and a master's and i um secured a job um, at a law firm and we have to do two year more, two years uh, more training after you become a solicitor um, and stayed in that business for just under four years and then I've been at Trowers for um, just under 16 years now so it's been a long long haul um, and you know it's it's a great business I really enjoy it and it you know it's offered me the opportunity to really grow uh, and be different things at different points in my career so I, I've thoroughly enjoyed that that journey so that's a bit of a potted history yeah no nice nice and you know touching a few things about helping people and, and wanting to support people during you know difficult times you you've, you you it seems to be your, your ethos now that might have been something that you wanted before but if we take your what you do in your work you, you're you're quite a, a very down-to-earth person where 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 does where do you think that that stems from i think um you know that we we all have a responsibility a personal responsibility i think to 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 better the, the world that you live in and i personally believe that and actually i can do that in a number of ways i can do that through my profession and i do so and i support um some great projects and i do a lot of work in the public sector uh, and you know those um those kind of big infrastructure projects big strategic um, projects have a massive impact on people's lives and that gives me a lot of satisfaction but also you know carrying that ethos into my personal life I'm never um, I always try to make myself available to people if people reach out and want to speak to me or seek support I will always try to make the time um, you know balancing out my personal responsibility and professional responsibility but you know we all have a choice in how we show up mm. and how we um, conduct ourselves and I think it's really important to me to to be able to support others um, on their journey for, for no other reason than actually I have the capability to do so without any agenda, without any ex uh, expectation or judgment. And I think actually if, if, the, if you can kind of conduct yourself in that way, um, it does come back to you. And I, I have genuinely found that I've grown so much um, from the ability to give. Oh yeah, well you you helped me out, and uh, you you were just there to to be a a pair of ears at the time. Um, I think you you did say a couple of you know, quite inspiring things that that have obviously resonated with me ever since. Um, which which has always been something which I've always said to people when I when when they mentioned your name that you've you've always been very supportive. So I will thank you uh, in advance. Um, of My that. pleasure already so let's just talk about the business then so <clears throat> being a law firm you've got a lot of uh, quite important data I would imagine um, what's been the transition to getting the business fully remote because it's not a norm in, the, in, a, in a traditional law firm is it it's it, for yeah no, working remotely as a concept is is something that we're familiar with where but working on the scale that we have been is you know not not something that we're familiar with but did we have all the tools did we have all the capability and the i uh, it to do so yes we did so um 
I think we, we didn't start at a low base, so to speak. You know, we've had a work from home policy for a number of years. Everyone in the business is entitled to work from home um, and um, everyone is set up to do so. So the, the, the transition uh, was relatively easy in, in, in that um, we were gearing up for it and um, had the technology uh, capability. However, we'd never done it at that scale. So it was the, the first few days, um, there was a degree of trepidation about whether the, the systems would hold up. Um, we did have the ability to rotate 50% of staff on and 50% uh, working from home. So we did get uh, the capacity built into it. Um, and thankfully it's all worked really smoothly. But in terms of, yes, we, we do have sensitive data. We're very conscious about how we deal with it. Um, and we have the, the systems and capability in place to do so. Um, and the issue for us really was whether the, the, the system could take the strain of everyone logging, logging on remotely, uh, and it has. So, you know, it's been, you know, fairly smooth for all of us, um, subject to our own, you know, broadband capabilities at home, which, you know, nobody has any control over. And so when I've got four kids logging on to their lessons at, at school, you know, it's a bit, it's a bit jaded and a bit tired um, and slow in my system. But hey, um, the, the, the corporate system in itself works pretty well. I've Good. just got to stop my kids getting on their iPads, <laughs> <laughs> which is yeah. easier said than done, which is easier yeah. said than done. Good. I'm glad I don't have, um, I'm not the only one with the same problem then. Um, good. So what's been the, the biggest, the biggest challenge for you guys as a business being an international business? What, what's been the hardest thing? So I think that there's a, there's, um, the ability of working in a firm like mine, um, and uh, of its size, every, everyone is it adapts in a different way. So, uh, and everyone kind of experiences it in a different way. So uh, given the size of our business, there's pockets that are exceptionally busy and there's others that experienced uh, a slight downturn. But, you know, I think for us, it's been a mixed bag. Some of the sectors that we work in have, have suffered well, whilst others ha have grown significantly. So it's kind of balanced out. Um, but it's it's not without its challenges, and none of us can forecast what were, what was going to happen. We all thought it initially it was going to be a V-shaped kind of uh, recession. Then people started talking about U-shaped and then L-shaped. Um, I think that that's getting clearer now. I think there's a massive desire to get back to work, um, to get back to business, to get the economy back on its feet, um, subject to being sensible and you know making sure that we're we're looking after people in the right way. Um, and so there's an increased momentum building, um, at least in my perception and the uh, you know view of it, to to kind of get things back to to normal. So I, I think whilst there inevitably will be long term consequences of the lockdown, um, exactly how they'll pan out, I think will will vary across the the kind of spectrum of um, businesses out there uh, and organisations out there as well. Yeah. No, I think we've got to, we've got to stay positive, don't we? And I think yeah, the, the only way that the economy is going to get going is if we start working, working together and and, and trying to collaborate on on how we can support. Um, and that doesn't just have to be indeed you know, through through. And sales. you're at you're at the forefront of that, Dan. You know, your desire to collaborate with others is you know first and foremost in everything that you do. So you know, we you set a good example for all of us. Yeah. Well. We do try. We do try. Um, it's, 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 it's the hardest part, I think, has been um, has been trying to adhere to the sensitive nature of the situation. Um, I think you know, I, 
I had our one-to-one with our NatWest Accelerator business coach last week. And, and I said, oh, how do we not sell in a market? And he goes, well, who told you that? You know, it's not about selling. It's about sort of just being present, but also, you know, being empathetic. Uh, and I did think, actually, I was like, yeah, actually, yeah, that is true. How are we going to get the economy going if, if we're not offering at least our presence of what we can offer. Um, but it's, it is a tough time. It, it is a tough time for many. And I think we have still got to be sensitive about it um, in an indirect kind of way, um, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Absolutely, it does. Um, one thing I was going to ask you, a big business, lots of employees. Um, have you been keeping them engaged? You know, how, Have you been uh, checking in with them? Um, not only, obviously, work-wise, but obviously mental. Um, on a mental well-being point of view so you know we've recently had mental health awareness week i'm a big advocate of mental health awareness um and and the need to to be very vocal and be an advocate about that so um you know in terms of general communication there's various ways we do it at a team level we do it at an office level we do it at a business level um our reliance on technology in order to do that has you know grown exponentially and actually we're engaging with each other in a much more meaningful way i think people have space in their lives to, to jump on calls whether that be you know whatever um app you may be using to do that as a business or uh, any kind of internal resource that you have to do that. um I, I actually think communication's increased and i think that's really important um, that we're experiencing a social phenomenon that none of us have ever experienced before and, and to acknowledge and recognize that that there is a degree of anxiety around that there is you know a, a lot of change and people may not be able to verbalize what what's going on for them mm. um, or, or at least um, if they don't feel that they can because there's people in far worse positions than them um, uh, and indeed that is the case but we all live our lives on a, on a very personal basis and we expect our experience of the world is from our own perspective and so I think as managers it's really important to have really direct honest conversations be um, willing to, to really hear people out um, and engage with them and help them vocalize what's going going on for them be reassuring um, and actually provide a degree of comfort. I think that's really important in, during these times as a manager. Uh, and actually, I think being really proactive about mental health, you know, we're very fortunate as a business, we've got lots of resources available, um, really take away um, what has been historic stigma, social stigma around mental health. Um, actually the barriers have really come down during uh, the lockdown in terms of having very vocal and honest conversations about it because we're all experiencing it on some level um you know this is a global phenomenon and it's a social phenomenon and i can't think of one set one kind of period in our lives where we all are experiencing it on some level uh, and we were all uh, you know being being able to share an experience and on that collective way um mm. And actually that that has made our relationships much stronger as a consequence because they've been tested and we've got through it. Um, and I think it has been fundamental uh, as a, a leader, as a manager, to, to be very honest during this time. You know, there is no space for um, A, ambiguity or B, dishonesty. You know, if you don't know the answer, I think you should say that. Um, but that doesn't mean that you lose credibility uh, as a consequence of that. Um, you, 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 you become closer to people by saying, look, I, this is what's happening. I'm not sure where it's going to head. Um, but we are going to 
to work together. We're going to support each other uh, and we are going to get through this as a, uh, as a collective. And, I, and that has really landed well. Yeah. No, it's, it's so it seems that like you, you, your staff have been definitely been there and c- communicating um, with you, which is it's important. What have you learned from 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 this whole experience? Because we we talk a lot about how your leaders should be leading and managers should be you know managing, but actually we don't actually hone in on those actual people that are doing that. What what's been the sort of learns for you? I think we're, you know, there's been a massive growth um, and the space and the change has allowed me to, to kind of really do a bit of introspective work as well. Um, and actually the big lessons that I've learned is, um, you know, I, I, I'm really lucky with the people that I work with. You know, I am super supported by them and, you know, being a leader, yes, you, you set the leadership direction, but you can't do it without the people around you. And whatever level you're on, they, they, you need to carry them with you. And I think doing the right thing by people has never been more important. And, you know, I knew that, um, and it was kind of my modus operandi, but it has been totally confirmed by this situation. I think in terms of um, what I may have learned outside of that kind of leadership management paradigm is you know i i'm in a i i may be in a partnership at work but i'm in a partnership at home um and i totally rely on my wife to 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 support me and help me and and she she was recently quite poorly with covid uh and i just realized how much we we do for each other and how much we support each other um uh, you know emotionally and mentally and physically and you know i felt a real gap um, when she was really ill and ended up in health hospital, she's, she's a lot better now. But, you know, from a personal perspective, you know, it's the value of relationships and, you know, it's given me the opportunity to really reflect on those and, um, you know, have them confirmed to me in a very real way of, you know, we're not an island. I'm certainly not an island. I can't do the things that I do without people around me uh, supporting me on that journey. Um, and I, I mean, I'm exceptionally grateful for them as well. Yeah. So what, what's it been like then in that case working remote? Because uh, I think what, what a lot of people have been experiencing is it's been, it's been tough. It's been tough because, yeah, we could talk about the basics about, oh, you can't separate work and, and home life. But actually, take the positives from it. It's like you're actually probably seeing your kids more. You, 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 as you just said, you know, you appreciate the people, your support networks when, they don't, when you don't actually realise they're supporting you. Um, so you're, you're seeing different lights. How's that? How, how has that for you been? Because you, you know you are a, a hard-working individual. I think um, there's been real clear benefits of working from home. I, I have more time in the day. I'm not commuting. Um, I'm not uh, necessarily um, having to do some of the, the the tasks that I would do if I were in the office. So that it frees up space. Um, and I think working from home initially was making sure everyone was okay, making mm-hmm. sure that my team were okay, making sure that, you know, the, 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 the way that we were communicating, the way that we were talking to each other was um, correct for those circumstances and making sure that they, they felt comfortable. Um, and I think a, apart from that, it's, it's actually been about understanding how, how best to function if this becomes uh, the ongoing reality for us, which I suspect for a professional services firm, um, mm. it will do for the foreseeable future. Um, and generally just working from home, I think the transition has been 
easier for me than perhaps for others. Um, and, you know, we have, you know, have a nice space in which I can work. Um, and it's been great seeing the kids um, as well, Not notwithstanding the fact that it was challenging homeschooling them and trying to work, you know, both were, I, I felt like I was doing both ineffectively. Mm. Um, and, you know, it, that was a real challenge that was a real challenge at that point but you know there's real benefits and you know there's a lot to be grateful for and I'm, I feel very fortunate for it um mm. being able to see the kids being able to engage with them in a far more meaningful way um and getting to 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 know um you know both them and myself in a very different way as a consequence of the ability to reflect more on things yeah yeah I think it's uh, a lot of people have obviously found it as a challenge but actually looked at it in a, such a rewarding way as you mentioned um have you got any um good homeschooling stories i can imagine you're quite a good i can imagine you're quite a good uh, teacher I, I've, I've been told that i'm very strict and they much prefer mummy so um but they also prefer her cooking as well um but hey i i i take that feedback in in uh, in good stead um i think it's it's because we've got four kids and there are um different age groups and different schools and just the logistics of it has been quite challenging you know logging on to this this app and that app but you know in the grand scheme of things it's been totally fine and the kids have been really great um i think you know they've really made life easy for us and mm. definitely when you know their mum was in hospital and i was looking after them trying to work they totally they they empathize with me very yeah. very well and actually they said that they did a lot of sweet things for me during that time as well um so you know it was it was challenging it was also affirming in one way i think there's a gift in everything dan you know that you know it's all about mindset and it's all about perspective to use two words that are probably overused but um you know that if you look at things there's an always an opportunity to grow and learn from it uh, and that's the the thing that I've been trying to do throughout this period of lockdown. Yeah, no, Matt, you sound you sound, you sound like a hero. You've done well. Um, so. <laughs> I wouldn't say hero. You didn't see me on a couple of days where I was losing the plot, but yeah, it, yeah. It, I got through it, and, and that's all I can say that I did. I don't think I particularly excelled, but uh, we we got through the other side, side of it, which is great. Yeah, ab absolutely. So I know we talked about a few of your challenges. Um, and what, what, what do you think has been the, the, the toughest challenge in the sense of um, what you felt that you've learned about the last how many years you, you, you like? I know you've touched on a couple of things, but I don't know if there was any, any other sort of big things that have, have sort of stuck out for you over the last 10, 10 or so weeks. Um, I think that you know, there's a lot of learning and, and there's, a, there's a lot of opportunity um, to, to actually do that. I think it really depends on what you've gone on. I've got to say, I don't want to, to say, look, I, I think lockdown has been a great opportunity to do this, that and the other. There has been a, times of acute stress and acute you know, um, pandemonium on my part uh, uh, in certain moments when you're kind of dealing with the overwhelm of it whether that be the actual situation itself or yeah. um you know not having uh, your partner there to support you and looking after the kids etc so it's not been um a smooth ride in any way shape or form mm. uh, and then you know making sure that the people that i care about and my team who i care about immensely are okay 
Um, but, you know, looking back on some of the things that I've learned and, you know, I've mentioned some of them, how, how supported I am, you know, how, how I've had the ability to do some internal reflection and all of that. I, I think some of the, the, the bigger things um, are, are really around um, my ability to actually get things done. Um, and, you know, I, you know, I, I think it's, it's been a great opportunity for, for me to reflect on where my strengths are and really hone those and focus in on those to the benefit of myself and my, the, my team and, uh, uh, and, you know, the people that I love and care about at home. Mm. Um, and actually that, you know, I, there's, I've learned that I'm really bad at some things and I should really do them. And, you know, the other things I'm really good at and I should actually hone them. So actually finding um, an optimum state for me is probably one of the, the things that has really come out of these 10 weeks that the ability to know actually, wow, steer away from that avenue. You're just going to mess it up quite spectacularly um, to other stuff where I think, yeah, I'm just going to completely, you know, nail this. Um, um, and again, it's, it's that journey I mentioned earlier about that, the introspection, the ability to get to know myself better and um, where you just don't have the space to do that necessarily if you're running around, um, working with clients, um, doing meetings, etc. I really try to um, use that space in a positive way for me. So that, that just brings nicely on to my next question. What are you most looking forward to doing after lockdown? <laughs> like there's a whole host of stuff. There's a whole host of stuff. Um, and, you know, it's, it will be, you know, getting out uh, and seeing some beautiful parts of this country and other countries and traveling, which we're really missing. Um, uh, simple things like going to eat in the places that we always eat and really enjoy it. Um, um, and actually, you know, there's, there's a whole host of stuff that I, I think that we'll, we will, you know, indulge in when the time is right. Um, but I think it'll be on a phased basis, if I'm absolutely honest with you. Um, yeah. I think it will happen where, as a when. Yeah, uh, absolutely. We've got to be sensible about it. I, I, you know, I think there's a, there's a grave risk of, uh, of us having a next announcement and people just getting a little bit too ahead of themselves and, and hopefully we can we can phase it in a, you know, in a strict way that, that it you know, makes sure that we can all get to the end goals quicker um, than we are currently. A um, bit of recommendation, by the way. I don't know if you've ever been to, uh, I think I'm going to say this right, Tardybrig. Do you know where all the canals and locks are? It's uh, near Bromsgrove. It's Bromsgrove Way. It rings a bell. Beautiful place. We went there on Friday just for a little picnic. Very quiet. Um, yeah, put, add, it, add it to your list. And on that stretch of four miles, there's a, a lovely little pub with a massive garden. Um, so that's one on my list things to do when we are allowed. Um, but yeah, you do. It makes you appreciate, doesn't it? Um, the, the, you know, what we're missing out on, what, what we've probably taken for granted, and what we haven't accessed in the in the times when we're so busy. So yeah. I'm hoping people will start embracing uh, the beautiful the beautiful parts of of of, of the um, of the country, and I'm looking forward to to doing that. Uh, also. But what do you think the future holds for businesses post lockdown and as we continue the phase out um, cycles at the moment? So I don't think there's a, an absolute truth for anyone um, in terms of I think there's a linear trajectory for every business and we all fall into the same category. Um, sadly, some businesses will fail. 
yeah. and you know that that's um that's already kind of falling out as a consequence of the lockdown um and some sectors will really suffer uh, whilst others will be able to navigate their way back to um you know activity at levels before uh, the pandemic relatively easy um i think you know there will be a, a kind of different trajectory for, for a number of businesses, those perhaps in you know, events, leisure, um, retail um, and hospitality will, will perhaps have fundamental operating challenges going forward. Um, but they're also the businesses that have the best um, plans in my experience of getting back on their feet because they really have to think about it. Um, but there, there will be, you know, consolidation there will be changes um and actually there there will be a different landscape um than the one that we experienced before lockdown um and there'll be a different economic emphasis i think that there will be big investment in r d i think uh, a lot of tech companies will come into fruition or fl fly um as a consequence of this so there'll be definitely winners and losers you know sad to to think that there, there will be people that will lose their life like lose their livelihoods as a consequence of this but i hope that you know there will be a rebalancing um slowly but surely as a consequence of the the, the phasing out of lockdown yeah beautiful um Armadeep, if people want to get hold of you or they want to you know connect or just perhaps just drop you a message on, on the things we've talked about today. Uh, what's the best way that they could do that? Well, that'd be great. Um, LinkedIn, Amadeep Gill. Um, uh, Twitter, Amadeep Gill um, underscore TH. Um, and, um, you know, if they want to reach out um, if by any of those means, please do so. And it'd be great to hear from you and connect. Yeah. Amadeep, I owe you a beer after this. Um, and, <laughs> My uh, pleasure. Thank you for, for your support as always, um, and uh, I'm looking forward to, to obviously seeing seeing you uh, seeing you soon. Yeah, absolutely. I, I look forward to it too. I think you know we're we're all human uh, we're creatures who yearn that connection. So you know, I, I think that one thing, um, going back to one of your questions, sorry, that you know I'm looking forward to doing is actually connecting with others in a real way. Um, as well, whilst virtual is is great and it serves a purpose i think human connection and a face-to-face -face connection is absolutely fundamental to the way we operate at least i operate so i look forward to seeing you and others in due course thanks very much for the opportunity to speak to you today dan you take care and um, i look forward to, uh, to seeing you soon take care now bye <laughs>